Today is indeed Good Friday and it's Good Friday for us. But 2,000 years ago when, when Jesus was going through his suffering, it wasn't a Good Friday for him. It was a very difficult Friday for him. <clears throat> Today we are reminded once again about the power and the grace of Jesus Christ. Um, last weekend I was in Missouri and uh, Friday I flew in there and I right away got arriving there I got hit with fever and it was getting kind of light but on Saturday um, the fever accelerated to the point where even in the service being there my body would shake and shiver and then I had to do the main service on Saturday night and I remember my head just hurting hurting I took medicine and not and nothing just kicked in I mean I had prayer and everything and at that moment I remembered how physically Jesus felt on the cross how painful it was not emotionally only but physically it was and yet he still fulfilled the will of his father physically in pain but fulfilling the will of his father and not only that but on the cross he was able to lead somebody to salvation and while getting to the cross he healed somebody's ear and that brought me so much encouragement because I mean I cannot explain how much suffering I felt physically it, it was two times in my life that I had that kind of fever and that was that that second time and so and I remember just just this excruciating pain I said Jesus if you could fulfill the father's will being in physical pain I'm not gonna tell nobody I'm in physical pain I'm gonna pretend like I'm fine and I'm gonna go fulfill your will and I remember I got up to preach and I felt just this grace to preach over 18 people testified of physical healing over 20 people gave their lives to the Lord and people from 400 youth from eight different states showed up on that night and the service was about six hours long. The Lord just moved and so and it, it was not me because my body wasn't doing well and when the service ended you know it's like when the grace lifts you and I remember I was like a, just a rag. I couldn't even get up. I was so tired physically. It's interesting when the services ended on Monday morning fever left. It's as though the devil wanted to do everything he can to just simply stop me from doing God's will. Why I'm sharing this is the death of Jesus Christ is also a reminder to us as Christians. Never stop doing God's will just because you're in emotional or physical pain. Don't do it because you don't know how God can still use you. Jesus fulfilled the greatest plan of salvation while being in physical pain. Sometimes we have physical sickness or physical pain and we right away think like it's now my excuse to opt out from the will of God and just watch Netflix. Physical pain is not an indication that we should give up doing God's will. It's just a reminder that if my Savior did it, I can do it as well. Can somebody say amen church? As we are approaching communion today, now first of all, a little logistic. I want you to take a communion cup right in front of you. If you're in the first pew, if you can help them to distribute from the sides, there's cups from the sides. If you're sitting on the last pew, the, the ushers will give it to you as well. So I want you to take this communion cup. Please do not open it and do not give it to your children who are not going to be taking communion. This is not a Sunday sn a snack. This is Friday. A Sunday snack. If you can help me raise my microphone just a little bit, please Ryan. Um, and so I want you to just take it right now. Uh, don't, do not open it. Uh, but there is two strips. The first strip opens the top, which this is where you will have the waffle. 
the first strip and the second strip will open the second one where there's juice inside be very gentle we are not going to open it right now so i know some of you are like i need to test it i need to test it if it's real you will have that in just a moment but please let patience have its perfect work right now and i want you to just hold it that's it just hold it i want you to, i want to remind you our first sin as humanity had to do with eating the bible says when eve ate there is the verse in genesis it says their eyes were opened and they realized they were naked i want to read to you second time someone's eyes were open like that it was in luke chapter 24 verse 30 and when he was at the table with them jesus he took bread and gave thanks broke it and began to give it to them then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their side it's almost like Jesus with communion was undoing what Eve did with the fruit. See when you ate, when you when we ate the fruit through Adam our eyes were open and we realized we were naked but when Jesus broke the bread he gave thanks it's exactly what happens to the communion and he gave it to them the Bible says their eyes were open but they didn't see their nakedness they saw his glory. The Bible says and they recognized him and then he vanished. Communion was given to undo the sin in the garden. Through eating we fell into unrighteousness and through eating we recognize our righteousness in Jesus Christ. Through eating sickness was unleashed and through eating healing is unleashed. Through eating all the curses came on this earth and through eating God's blessing begins to come. God wants you to eat yourself into good health. You're like, man, sign me up for that diet. <laughs> eat yourself into healing. But that, I'm not talking about today just eating vegetables and staying away from meats or sugars. I'm talking about today eating the flesh of our Jesus Christ by participating in communion. I'm talking about today drinking the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ by participating in communion. And Jesus says, there you will have life. When you eat of the tree of knowledge and good, of good and evil, you receive death. You, you recognize you're naked. You recognize your shame. When you eat of the body of Jesus Christ, He is the tree of life. You recognize He is your glory. He is your righteousness and He is your blessing. Can somebody say amen? In Corinthians, in Corinthians, in 1st Corinthians, I'm going to read this verse and I will come to the communion. In chapter 11, verse 23 says the following, For I received from the Lord, if you can help me just raise a little bit more so I could not have to strain my voice because I'm really excited for Sunday and I don't want to deliver, I want to deliver my message with the, all of my vocal cords. Amen. For I received from the Lord what, what I have passed on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after the supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this what, whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, 
Whoever eats of the bread and drinks of the cup in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. I want to point out four things. First one, we during communion look backwards and pastor already mentioned. Israel looked forward to the coming of Jesus. We look backwards to when he came. He says remember this. That means during communion we take a moment and we look back at what happened on the cross and we remember what he did on the cross. It's very important to always celebrate communion and remember his death not your mistakes. Jesus gives you only one thing to remember not your hurt, abuse, unfortunate situation or something you've done that you feel terrible about he says if you're gonna look back I want you to only see one thing he didn't say remember your past he says remember my blood remember my death so in the communion I look back number two during communion I also look forward he says remember this until the Lord comes Jesus actually said during communion one time is that we will continue to eat communion and we will have that until we get to heaven and then we'll have the first thing we're going to have in heaven is a one heavenly communion. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be plastic cups and it's not going to have little uh, stickers you know to, to rip. It's going to be real. It's going to be genuine and this Jesus says in heaven we will have that. So each time you take communion you're actually looking forward to a time where you and your Savior is going to feast together no longer just remembering the past but now celebrating his goodness in his presence. Can somebody say amen. Number three not only we look back and we look forward. Number three we look around. What the Bible says here which is many times is misinterpreted is it says that many people take communion in unworthy manner. Now I want you to notice it does not say people who take communion are unworthy people. Many times every time I came to a communion when I was a younger boy and this verse was read it was always read like this. If you are unworthy and you have done something unworthy you know that means you shouldn't take the communion. It doesn't say that. It says here if you take communion in unworthy manner. It doesn't say if you are the unworthy person. Listen to this. Listen to this. It's going to set you free. What is the unworthy manner? You always want the Bible to explain the Bible. Not some tradition. The way to always have the Bible explain the Bible is this is the rule. Take 10 verses above the verse you're not understanding and those 10 verses or 20 verses will explain the verse you're not understanding. For example, many people have confusion about what is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit and they try to say blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is when a negative thought comes into your mind about the Holy Spirit. Every time blasphemy of the Holy Spirit was mentioned it was in reference to Pharisees crediting miracles of Jesus to the devil and Jesus responding saying you blasphemy the Holy Spirit. So in the context blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is not what you say about the Holy Spirit it's crediting miracles to the devil. That's simple because what your Bible explains the Bible and so in here we see 1st Corinthians chapter 11 it says this and I'm going to read verse 17 and I want you to listen very carefully. This is the part that I know we skip a lot because Paul deals with the issues in Corinth church but this is where the issue of the unworthy manner came from. 
In the following directives, I have no praise for you, for your meetings do more harm than good. Corinthians, we're not the only ones that struggle with meetings. They had meetings and Paul says, your meetings do more harm than good. And this is why. He says, in the first place, I hear that you come together as a church and there are divisions among you. To some extent, I believe it. No doubt that there have been differences that you show that you show that you have God's approval. So then, when you come together, it is not, is it not the Lord's Supper that you eat? For when you are eating, some of you go ahead with your own private suppers. As a result, a person remains hungry and another gets drunk. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in or you despise the church of God by humiliating those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you? Certainly not in this matter. Now communion in the old days were not done like this. People actually, you know like when you have a get-together and everyone brings something to the table. That's exactly how communion were done. Everyone brought something to the table. The problem is the poor Christians had nothing to bring because they were very poor. So what happened is the rich Christians constantly every time they met together they bring all the food and the poor Christians would eat all the food and that was the communion. So what the rich Christians discovered to do is they would bring the food early, eat it, so when the communion kicks in there's no communion elements and the poor people don't have anything to eat even during communion because they didn't bring anything because they don't have anything and the rich people felt like well finally we ate our own food and Paul is saying he said you're humiliating people who have nothing and he says you're not thinking about others he says you are eating communion in unworthy manner so eating communion in unworthy manner deals with this how is your relationship to your fellow Christians? Because we don't have a problem with bringing food today. But are you mistreating? Are you humiliating? Is your heart judge you concerning how you relate to people who are in your faith? If that is the case, remember this is the body of Christ. But this is representation of the body of Christ. The real body of Christ is the person sitting next to you. You can't be saying I celebrate this but I tolerate you. Mm -hmm. I love this but I hate you. I can't stand you. Paul is saying you are taking this in unworthy manner. Actually I'm gonna shock you. The first communion that happened that Jesus initiated someone got demon-possessed. When Judas took the cup and the bread, the Bible says Satan entered him during communion. Why? Because Judas publicly was saying this inwardly, he was a killer. He hated Jesus. He had this thing where he loved money and because of that during communion instead of receiving healing like the Bible it says in here, the Bible says some of you through unworthy manner get sick and weak. Why? Because what you do toward other believers opens the door to the power of the enemy or to the power of Christ. God doesn't expect us to be perfect but we have to understand communion isn't just about well I love Jesus and I hate you. Jesus says that's not how it works. You can't go in love my head and hate my body. Body and head is together and you have to understand this is a conviction for me and this is a conviction for you that you and I as a Christian have to watch our heart and look around how am I treating 
my fellow brothers and sisters. God even once said if you come and bring a gift to me but you remember you have something against someone else. He says hold on with the gift, figure things out with your heart and then bring the gift to me. 